Good morning. Today's class is sponsored by. Today's class is sponsored by Gilas Sur in loving memory of our father Yosef Zuzu Dana Leunishmat Yosef Ben Simcha. May the Shema have an Aliyah. So at the Shemir Yachmiel Dianu Ben Tov Basha. Gadiel Ben Elisheva, success of Gadiel Yerat Shemayim, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Shef Ben Elisheva, Emma Ben Elisheva, Reina Malka Betov Basha, and Shef Ben Elisheva. Bezrat Hashem, this next Wednesday night's class, we're going to do a live class in Lincoln Road Chabad, followed by sushi and wine. We're trying to do just the, the event and a little socializing afterwards. It's going to be at Lincoln Road Chabad. We're going to talk about Tomer Devora. We already spoke about the greatness of Tomer Devora. Tomer Devora is a, a tremendous book on mercy. The Sigulot for Tomer Devora are, according to Rabbi Yitzhak Leverdichov, his wealth, according to are, are those ages, that book has power to, God forbid, annul decrees, get rid of cancers, I've heard. I've heard tremendous benefits from that book. And that is mercy. That's, that's a book that has to be like a month. Every month we have to remind ourselves of how much we have to imitate our Creator. How much? Because... <laughs> Believe me, I am disciplined, and I'm teaching this, and I have tremendous struggles with constantly disciplining. Okay, be like your creator. Be like your creator. What would your creator do in this situation? So don't, don't think because you listen to the classes and, and you got it in the bag. Nothing's in the bag, because the, again, the Yetzirah is equivalently works with you on your level. And he's always next to you. And if you get stronger, he gets stronger. So, but eventually you'll, you'll, you know, you get the days that you do have the good days, you'll be able to run more. But it's not like we could say, oh, I learned this, why am I struggling with this? <laughs> you can't get to any great places taking shortcuts. It's a great line I heard. You cannot get to any great places taking shortcuts. And this is exactly why we could see in the Parsha that they made them go all around. Yeah, gonna, there's nothing short. There's nothing short. So don't, don't, people, are, a lot of times they're frustrated. It's okay. M- mostly, the most important thing you, have, you should focus on is how much effort you're trying to put, to put on yourself. How much effort you're trying to put on, your, uh, on the, in these situations. And obviously, you have to get to the, the root cause of, of the issues. And once we get to these root cause, root cause Rabbi Nachman says, that brings tremendous mercy. So we're going to talk about, well, today's lesson is 105. And also a great concept in, in the Nefesh Shachayim. Um, how important is to, just two, two concepts that I thought were beautiful. David Amalek has always, always made a comment in Tehillim 125, God is your shadow at your right hand. You know, it's funny, yesterday we are talking about shadows. Now, what, now what's going on upstairs with the shadow? Now we know that we have a Yetzirah showing us, okay, here's what you're projecting, here's what you're holding. But we also, by the way, we have a mimicking shadow in heaven. God is your shadow. Just as one shadow mimics every motion one makes, so does God guide the higher worlds according to one's status, one's actions. The Zohar explains, if a person smiles at heaven smiles at him. If he sat and depressed, heaven judges him with strictness. And so, serve Hashem with gladness. This is what Tehillim says, serve Hashem with joy. For a joyful person draws from above, you understand? This is a very deep concept, that little line, I, I didn't understand. A, a joyful person draws from above. What that's practically saying is, if you put yourself in a, in a position to receive, you're going to receive. Have an open mind, look at the situation, God, what can I do in this situation? When a person has, God forbid, sadness and depression, his mind is closed, he cannot receive from above. 
where, where is the answer coming from? The answer is coming from above. The answer is coming from above. Not from you. The answer is coming from above. This is why the importance of being besimcha. The importance of being besimcha is because you need the answer from above. And, he only, and, and Hashem only dwells with the person who's in that state. And again, don't, it's okay. Again, very, very important message I want to give. Struggle is okay. It's okay to struggle. It's fine to struggle. Just appreciate the struggle. Don't be upset about the struggle all the time. It's the, it's the Amalek telling you, that you, yeah, look at your struggling, you're not going to succeed. That's in your own head. It's okay to struggle. I struggle tremendously with whatever I talk about. I get tested right after. Whatever I talk about, it's almost like here comes the test. It's like always happens. And at least I'm prepared. So another beautiful concept we want to understand, just as we were talking about splitting of the, of the sea. He's saying to understand, we must realize the way God deals with the universe and with us mimics his conduct. The better we do God's will, the more favorably he's inclined towards us, as we say many times. I had a video yesterday I put on Instagram um, that there was a girl that had a major issue with nobody committing to her. She even paid for a shadchan. Everybody she paid, nobody wants to commit to her. So I asked her, how's your commitment in heaven? I don't like to like, like candles? No, I don't like, I, I can't be pressured by time. Uh, do you want to do this? No, not for me, not right now. She had no commitment, and she wants the universe to commit to her. She wants people to commit to her, and she has no commitment to, to her spiritually. How in the world is that going to work? So whatever you want, if you want to start committing to your creator, people commit to you, period, that's it. That's the, that's the pasuk that we speak about all the time. Do God's will... And God will do your will. You understand? You do His will, God will do your will. Pretty much. That's exactly where he, this concept comes from. So what he's saying here, this is the reason at the parting of the Red Sea, God said to Moshe, Why are you crying out to me? Speak to the children of Israel and let them begin to move. In effect, God was saying, It is not up to me. It depends on them. If their faith is strong and they march fearlessly into the sea and they have a firm belief that the sea will split, their faith will cause an arousal from above to make the miracle happen. And the sea will indeed split. You're asking for, uh, how do I get this relationship to work out? Have faith in the relationship. Be in a good conscious level. And it will work out. Do you understand? We think the reverse. We're, our minds are programmed the opposite. I need to see enough sign that this business is going to work out. Otherwise, I'm not going into it. Of course, you have to be cautious. Of course, you have to have that. Nobody's telling you to Joe, be reckless. But sometimes you have a situation where it's good enough. You have enough to work with that you should pull the trigger. And you want to get so, so sure... Because your low, your, our lack of fear, or fear, fear of failing, that, that's, not what, that's exactly why it's not happening. The sea is the sea. Forget the sea. The sea represents our lives. Don't, don't let us, when we're talking about the splitting of the sea, this is not a, something, a history channel. This is huh, today. You have a sea in front of you. In this situation, you have, everybody has a sea in front of them. But it's your arousal 
to be able to jump into something with fear, with, with no fear, that causes things to split for you. Period. And I can't remember that concept, very important. The person's arousal causes heaven to create a, 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 a reaction. There's a, for example, you go in the street, you smile at somebody, that's, a, that's an action, and there's a reaction. If you go in the street and you snub them, they're going to snub you back. You understand? Pretty much the world, that's exactly what Kabbalah re- really represents. So below is, a, as above is so below. So what are we doing? We're really trying to, to attach higher and lower worlds, period. And we're recognizing it's all one. We have that concept, understanding it's all one. So this is where the, 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 the person doing work on himself, he's hitting the target. Because he knows, if I work on myself, the, my outside's going to be completely different. But if I don't work on myself and I'm trying to fix the outside, meanwhile the, the internal stress is inside, what's the outside going to help me? The outside just gets more chaotic and chaotic. Period. This is where you have to look at this. You, when your faith is strong, that's what God's telling him. Stop crying. I need to see action. I stop crying. I don't want to hear the cries anymore. I heard your prayers already. Now I want to see action. This is sometimes we, 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 put, we do a lot of prayer. Our prayers are to get you to action. But prayers without action, really, you're sort of not believing in it. You know, like you're trying out for the game and then you don't go into the game. What's the, what's the point? So that's where our job in life is, is how, I, this is a lot of my emphasis is on get going and you will see heaven will, will give you that mercy. Get going. And that is such an, a lesson that I don't think the world, I think the world has it completely the opposite. They're, they're actually sabotaging their own miracles by not going in. The procrastination is a sabotage, you're sabotaging your own, your own miracles. Because the miracles happen, is going to happen, but God wants you to see. He wants you to march fearlessly with no fear. And then that trust causes things to be blessed. But again, we're very caught in the wrong mind. We're, we're, caught, we're caught on the business. We're too caught up in the characters, the businesses. We're not, we don't, we're not seeing it as all spiritual. That's, the, that's where we're lacking. And that's what we need to recognize. It's my trust that's going to get me the Yeshua. It's my, mirror, it's my, my Yeshua. My work. Heaven can only help you to the extent that you help yourself. Period. This is exactly what Rabbi Nachman mimics on Lesson 105. Exactly what he says. You have, you have to get to a point where you have an arousal. You know, if you go to court, you know, they tell God, you know... Believe it or not, I have people that come to me after they went to jail, to my rehab centers. And after, you know, the whole point is after they go and their attorney has to make a plea for them, they have to start bringing up, look, he did this good, he did that good, he did that good. They have to show proof that this guy's a good character. The same thing, if the judge goes there without any kind of action, what is he going to say? It's the same guy, put him back in jail. We have, that's the hope of the world. He's proving that there is an arousal from below. You have to create an arousal from on high. That's the proof of the good moral character. Lesson 105, Rav Nachman says the same thing. This is why the song, the mighty song, my song, look what he says here. My might, my might, and the song of God 
it has brought me my deliverance. So it should, it should say, my might and my song brought me to my deliverance. But here it's saying, my might and the song of God. So what Rachel is telling us something very deep. Very, very deep. He's saying, behold, human mankind is in, is in, is in need of abundant mercy, both spiritually and physically. Although everybody seeks mercy, nobody knows where it is. Yet mercy is right in front of our eyes. As it says in the Pasuk, it is not beyond your reach. It is not in heaven. And see, it is brought in the Zohar. There is mercy and there is mercy. There is a simple mercy, which refers to Kabbalistically the seven Sfirot, the lower level mercy. And there is a much higher mercy from abundant mercy from Atik, which is from Keter. So remember, there's two levels of mercy. One comes from lower level mercy and there's a higher level of mercy. And with an abundant mercy, I will gather you in. That's the Pasuk says. There's a simple mercy and there's an abundant mercy. In this bitter exile, Rav Nachman tells us that we are in need of mercy. This is something we always have to pray into with Hashem. Hashem, we are in need of mercy. However, on account of the many sins of the current generation, there isn't anybody who can pray in a manner that would enable him to draw abundant mercy. This is because there's no one who sufficiently recognizes the greatness of the Creator on account of this extensiveness, exile, and duress that we're in. Period. We are in a tremendous... We're in exile. Period. And you could see today how many people are really saying God is the greatest. Yeah, thinking about looking at both Corona, the whole mind's in... in Nobody can recognize the greatness. Maybe God's causing a, a tremendous cleansing for the world. Who knows? Maybe it's the greatest thing that ever happened to the world, this virus. And we're looking at it as the worst thing in the world. We, we just we don't know. We don't know because we're in exile. And to the extent that we're in exile, we look at everything the worst. And this is why the, the constant prayer has to be, God, pray for your sake. I am confused. I'm lost. Scream. There has to be a lot of vocal. Right now, the Jews in Egypt, did not, did not, they wouldn't say words. When they got out of Egypt, when God heard their cries, they were just screaming out. They weren't saying words. They didn't have the strength to even say words. Right now, we need to beg our Creator to help us. This is exactly what you have to, me and you have to do. We say, I surrender God. I don't know anything. Help me. This is exactly what He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear those cries. Thus the Holy One, blessed be He, must pray for this. As we see in the Talmud, from where do we know that the Holy One prays? I will make them joyful in the house of my prayer. It does not say their prayer, but it says my prayer. And what's Hashem's prayer? May my mercy overcome my anger. May my mercy overcome my anger. Isn't that a common prayer that we normally have with people? Instead of when, in a higher consciousness, instead of resenting people, don't you? Hashem, help me love them and let me see the good points in them. That's exact, that same prayer, my mercy overcome my anger, is pretty much every single situation you're in that you have anger, and you're trying to elevate and try create, create mercy to that. And by what means can we bring about this, this? How do we get God to pray Himself? How do we get God to pray for Himself? How do we get God to pray Himself? Is by the means of repentance, by the means of you working on yourself and you getting to at least this. You have to get... Rabbi Nachman's telling us here, you have to get to at least the, 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 the mercy, the, the dot. After you work on yourself, and you work on yourself, you put yourself in a position to win, then your Creator prays for you. Just like we, we gave that example all the time. If a, pray, if a player goes out of bounds, 
he can't get thrown the ball. Only when he comes into bounds can he get thrown the ball. But he has to recognize why he's out of bounds in the first place. So to the extent that we come and we, have, we build our consciousness, then God does the work for us. We did what we did to try to understand to our best abilities, and then he takes over. But when we just are asking for a halo, uh, when we're out of bounds, this is what the majority of the world does, save me with your abundant mercy. But even if I gave you the mercy at that time, it would, it would not, you can't draw, I can't give you abundant mercy because it's too much light for you. You have to get to the first level of mercy to get the second level of mercy. And Rabbi Nachman gives us a beautiful analogy. Gives us a beautiful analogy to a, a person asking for a million dollars at a bank. Asking, wants to go straight to the CEO. He cannot, nobody's letting this guy write to the CEO. What you have to do is you have to get at least the manager. Get to the manager. You can get to the manager. And then the manager has to request it from the CEO. You understand? We have to get to the point of the manager. We have to get at least to a position to win. And then you have to let God take over. God takes over from there. He'll pray for you. He'll see your situations. This is where his, they're sown. But remember, when we don't understand, when we're so, this, is the, the, this is exactly the problem that we're always going through with the shadow work, with the shadow work, you know, the constant work on yourself. Because that gets you at least to the position to win. You have to be in a position to win. And the way you work that is, is humility. Humility is the greatest way to get yourself in a position to win. Because a humble person is widely, widely open. He's open to everything. He's not quick to judge things. He sees there could be light at the end of the tunnel. It's just his lack of, his lack of recognition. But he sees a bigger picture. Lack of humility means I know everything. I've done everything I needed to do. But yes, you've, you are driving, but you're driving the wrong direction. That lack of humility brings us to a very arrogant mindset. This is the reason why man is called a microcosm. And whatever he attaches himself, that's where he binds himself to that letter. letter. And what happens is, when, the, when he gets connected to the other side, God forbid, then the letters become jumbled. And the dot becomes confused, and this is the exile of the Shekhinah. The exile of the Shekhinah, the exile of the Divine Presence in your practical life, is when you're not working on your consciousness. Practically, that means when we're blaming people, when we're projecting, when we're reflecting. That can never, you cannot. Hashem, please take away my difficult wife. That is called a prayer that will go nowhere. It's like asking the mafia. Hashem, I have this very complicated person in my life. I need you to whack them. This is not going to work. What you have to pray is, let me see the good side in them. I know they're going through a struggle. You arouse your mercy. And you see them completely different. And then Hashem sees, okay, I see your, you find good points in them, so I'm going to find good points in your prayer. Because you found good points in their prayer, in you, them, I'm going to find good points in your prayer. And I'm going to rouse them to compassion. Or pray for strength. Hashem, there's a lot of gavur in my relationship. Pray for strength. How do I get stronger? So you work on yourself, then God prays for you. But we want, we want we're, we're, we're like fourth and one with like 10 seconds left in the game and we always want these bailout packages. Sounds like the government. Give me the bailout, bailout. This is the mindset, that's a problem. You just want, you just want to fix the problem without you fixing. 
This is our mentality today. Just fix the problem, but I'm okay. And pray for me that I can get that. I'm not going to give it to you, obviously. There's a reason why, this, why the toy broke. To teach you to do something. But this is the way we think today. I'm depressed, give me a husband. Right away. That itself is a problem. Because you're bringing poverty, you're in a poverty mindset and you want, and you want abundant. But it's not going to match because poor people don't deserve, don't think they deserve better. So they act poor and then they destroy relationships. So we only get God's mercy, higher mercy to the extent that we work on getting at least. You have to get into first base to get to second base, period. That's what we have to work. Work on our development and then we have to know how to let go. This is where once you work on yourself and you do the work, then you just have to let go and just let God do the rest. You have to get yourself to the right and then let go. As children, we have to build our egos. But after 20, you have to work on removing yourself from your ego. Because your ego is in the way. Kids are very egocentrical. Give it to me now, I'm going to cry. Be nice to me, I'm going to cry. That's a kid. It's a two-year-old brain. He doesn't know better. You can't argue with a kid, but just like we gave that example... You know, what do you have to do with a kid? You have to just change the topic and then they just forget about it. <laughs> Same thing. To the extent in life what we get, we have to, up to 20, we have to build ourselves. After 20, remove yourself. Get away from the shadow. Get away from the, from the self. Be open-minded. That gets you the higher level of mercy. And this is what he's saying. Whoever lacks that lacks the trait of mercy. As it says, anger aside by the bottom of fools. Therefore, it is forbidden for us to show somebody who, mercy to somebody who lacks that. This is because I can't tell that girl, okay, I have mercy for you, I'm going to give you a husband. That is not, that is, that is actually cruelty. Because now she has a broken heart already. I'm going to get her a husband, what's going to happen? I'm going to get her a guy, it's going to, it's going to break up, and then it's going to be worse for her. Because now she's got th- three failures instead of two. But she doesn't recognize the problem is the problem is her. But when one returns to complete repentance from, from his totality, that is restored. And when that is restored, then your creator prays for you. And this is the concept of developing our mindset. We always have to develop our mindset. Rav Nachman says, we said this before, to three stages. Stages, the three developments of your mindset. First starts with a state of pregnancy. The idea is inside of you. It's in potential. Then it has to go to nursing. You have to now take the idea, develop it. And once you get it, I got it. I got the strategy. Then it's called, the last one is called mature mentalities. Mochim gadlut. You understand? You get an idea. You have to develop, just like a child, what happens when the, the idea is impregnated in you? It's a concept that you know you need to work on, right? Self-esteem. Let's say self-esteem. It's a concept. Now I have to say, okay, what is, let me learn everything about self-esteem. What does self-esteem really mean? Oh, it means effort. It means putting more effort in yourself. It means, means less self-centered. It means, you know, you know, getting rid of all the old uh, people's opinions and needs for validations. What are you doing now is you're taking an idea... It's impreg- just like a woman, she's pregnant, takes nine months to develop that idea. And as, as she's developing that idea, 
she's nurturing it, she's working on herself, and then when the baby comes out, then you gave birth to that idea. Rav Nachman tells us this is exactly how we have to develop our minds. When I told you it took me 10 years to understand exactly what a symptom is in an, in a, in an everyday life, I can take a symptom, the concept of a contraction of light, I could take this concept and I could p- apply it to absolutely everything. But it took me 10 years to get there. Because I was developing it for 10 years. Now you tell me it's symptom, I can know exactly where to, put it, where to put the contraction, light, and business, and anywhere. So I'm getting paid now by the knowledge that I was developing when I, was, when, I was, when I had those 10 years to work on these concepts. You know, the same thing, you work on your faith, and you know what faith really means, and it's in your bones, now you will be paid, because you will see abundant blessings from, pay, 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 from the faith. And this is why we have to be very, we're very, very emotional today. We don't, I don't understand, it's not for me. This is the, today it's ADHD, whatever, whatever you want to diagnose, whatever you got to, just no patience to develop yourself. And, you know, breast lovers used to take an idea, cry out to God for days to understand the idea. This is where I got the concept. What is a symptom? Tell me about a symptom. I was so obsessed with the concept. And now I understand when you need, sometimes you need a symptom is contracting light for a new expansion. You can see symptoms in the market. When there's too much light, the market's going up too high, it needs a contraction. It's a healthy contraction. Because if it doesn't have a contraction, it can never go up again. There has to always have contractions. You need contractions in life. If you understand contractions, you can understand relationships. You can't have too much light. Because you, we don't have those kind of vessels to have light permanently. So you need a contraction. So that could be a, a, an argument in a relationship. It doesn't mean the relationship is bad. It just means there's a contraction. And, and it's healthy. Contractions are healthy. You need contractions in life for expansions. Every contraction has an expansion. Look at the stock market. Same thing. Look at everything in life. Contraction, expansion. Contraction. That's a symptom in Kabbalah. That's a symptom of Kabbalah. What the world suffers today from is they want too much light. They don't want to work for it. And when it breaks in their face, they say, you see, it's my parents' fault that I'm like this. They made me like that. My husband did That's the problem. Lack of strategy, too fast, and when it doesn't work, well, who can I blame for it? That's the problem with today. That's the society today. Dating, etc. Too much, too much... They want it too fast without, without doing the deep work. And then what happens? It fails. And this is where we have to get to. We have to get to the point where we develop our dot by taking these concepts, praying for them, developing them. They should become part of you. You understand? Once they become part of you, I can look at any book on peak performance, any book on psychology, and I can see Rav Nachman if it's there or not in there. I could see it right away. I could see, oh, there's a now contraction, you know, Timsum. It's black and white for me. So that was years and years of developing what a Timsum is. Because once you get the idea, then that idea is, is you. It's your consciousness. You're part of you. That's what we have to do. We have to develop that consciousness. It's very important. You, have, you need time to cry out, to ask your creator, give me faith. Like Rabbi Rush says, give me faith, give me trust. It's not something you just get. You have to develop it. So development just like this. It's a concealment. It's impregnated in you. Then you have to cry out for it. What does a baby do in a, a baby? There's contractions. Those contractions. 
And then after the contraction comes the mature mentalities. The mature mentalities is called the big mindset guy. You know, it's pretty much the same thing about, you know, if you figure out one good franchise and it's, you know what to do, you figured out every single failure in that franchise to get to that franchise, then you can just copy that model absolutely everywhere. It's pretty much like building a franchise. If you build a franchise here and you know exactly what to do, but if you one screw up from that franchise, thing goes south. Same thing. It's just pretty much the same franchise. You have to build a franchise in your mind. And when you build that solid, solid consciousness in that area, you just apply it to your kids, your house, your, your wife, etc. That's really the key. But it all starts with developing that. And this is where the Pasuk says, her breasts will satisfy you at all times. Because you're now going to be satisfied by the work you did. Your mindset is now going to become uh, helping you from this. So remember, the concept here is, first, don't ask for Hail Marys. They're not gonna get, you're not going to get them. The short way is not the best way. You have to go the long way, because in the process of the long way, right, you'll learn things. Call Yisrael, learn the Muna. If they would have went right back in the short way, why did God make them go all the way around? Because they knew the short way was not good for them. You know why? Because they were too premature. They just got out of Egypt. They just got free money. They didn't have the vessels. They needed the test of the, of the bitter water, not having water. They needed the daily grind to get them. This is exactly why they went, the, they went all the way around instead of going right there. Never saw it like that. But why would God do that to them? He's doing it to strengthen them because before, what would happen? They didn't have the vessels. They would run right back to Egypt. Run right back. If it was too... Anything, they, they weren't resilient enough. They would run right back to Egypt. Same thing with us. If we don't work on ourselves and develop that strength, we run back to our addictions. What do you think happens with addictions? We run right back to them. You're not strong in areas, you don't work on areas that, that need to be worked on, what do you do? You run right back to the addiction, right back to Egypt. Egypt is the addiction, same thing. Hashem help us all, that we should all get Hashem to awaken us and pray for us. Pray for us completely, but we have to get in a position to receive first. All right, have a great day. Amen.